The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You're listening to the Slaying Self Doubt Podcast, where we empower black women to acknowledge their fears, doubts, and insecurities in order to give birth to their God-given purpose. Join me and sometimes some of my friends on our journey as we remind you that you are not alone. I'm Felicia Wallace, and together we will find our fears and slay them. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the Slaying Self Doubt Podcast. It's your girl Felicia Wallace. How you guys doing? I hope you all are well. Um, this week has been crazy and full a multitude of things, and we'll just we'll definitely touch on a little bit of everything. So let's jump right into the weekend review. So first and foremost, I want to thank you all for um, every listen, every share, every download, every time that you've told somebody about this podcast. We hit fifteen thousand. Um, downloads this week and I am just really excited about it I'm so grateful that you know God has just really given me this opportunity to be able to share my story and my journey and just to be able to reach so many people um I had no idea how this podcast was what it was going to do what it was for but um you guys keep reminding me and the Lord just keeps reminding me to keep it moving um so let's try to get to uh can we get to 50,000 before the end of the year maybe Huh? What y'all think? I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. But I'm going to take this 15 and I'm going to celebrate it like I got 50. Okay. Um. So the next big celebration is that um. if you follow me on Instagram, which you should already be following me on Instagram at Slaying Self Doubt, um, I wrote a journal, um, a prompting journal. I know I had mentioned it on the show before and at first it came downloadable. Um, and then I was able to do some research and did the work to actually make it into a, um, paperback book, like an actual journal you can hold and you can touch. And y'all, when I tell you that like last week, the enemy was really trying me and really trying to get me to quit and trying to get me to question everything that I was doing. Um, God just, it was from several different things, whether it was sermons, sermons that I listened to, whether it was friends and family that I listened to that continued to encourage me. I did a podcast interview last week that really just like got me together all the way. She didn't even know, like, that's not why she was there, but that's why she was there <laughs> was to get me all the way together um but on that exact same day um the author's books came in through the mail and I just was so proud like when I tell you that when you have an idea and you can't really see all of it you just like oh this seems like this might work and you write it down and you kind of go through the motions of it like what's going to happen next and you really you just really don't know um to actually see it turn into something that people can keep and people can use and write like it got my name on it like when I told my kids they were like you wrote a book that's your picture on the back it's on Amazon like you can sell that you know it was just oh man I was just super proud of myself you know I'm full of multitude of things but one of the biggest reasons that I was 
really proud of myself is that I'm very, very hard on myself. Um, I really want things to be perfect. I, you know, y'all know I overanalyze, I overstress. <laughs> Lots of things give me anxiety. And going through this whole process of, you know, becoming a full-time entrepreneur is so difficult because there's so many things that you have to battle with internally um, that you don't, everybody doesn't see and everybody doesn't know it unless, you know, I used to hear that um, or like people would say things to the um, effect of like, there's things that happens in entrepreneurship that you won't know until you actually go through it. Um, and it's so true because it's, it's, it's straining, it's draining. Um, it's all the things, <laughs> um, not only to yourself, but to the other people around you. Right. And, you know, you just it's a different type of level of um, work that you have to do because it's really on you. You know, like I, I've been in um, a nine to five job and, you know, I did work really, really hard doing that. And but it was different because it was someone else's goal. It was someone else's vision, someone else's time. Like if you did it, you did it. They had enough people when you're doing your thing yourself. It's 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 a whole nother thing. And so to see that come to fruition and that be on my doorstep. Well, actually, it wasn't on my doorstep that Amazon people mixed the uh, packages up. <laughs> and, um, it was on somebody else's doorstep. But um, once I got it and I, oh, I was just like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that this is real so I'm still on cloud now from that um and as you know I'm getting these text messages from people just like I got my book it came in like I'm just I'm really really proud of myself for just like moving and just doing the work like that's the, that could be a whole nother thing, but we, we, we're going to keep it moving and keep it moving. Um, and even in the midst of all of that, um, <laughs> you know, Oh, then the next thing that happened this week, my son turned 13, like somebody let me be somebody mom. Well, the Lord let me be somebody mama for 13 years. And I keep saying like, who, who let me do this? Um, but I'm so proud of him and the son that he is and the man that he's becoming like, it's just I'm, I'm proud of me too right because I feel like I've been doing I've been doing the work to make sure that he turns out that way so pat myself on the back for that but no seriously like he is for those of you all who know my son if you've never met him um he is like the sweetest person you could ever meet like his heart is just so um loving and pure and he is just so kind and so smart and just oh, he's just all the things so I'm just I'm super proud of him and I was enjoyed being able to celebrate him this week um just because you know it's a it's a, a 13 like you're transitioning into teenage years and so um I just want to be able to make make that time special for him because in a couple of years he ain't gonna want nothing to do with me so I'm gonna just <laughs> I'm try to hold on for as long as I can um and you know in the midst of all of that that happened last week um so yesterday we got hit with some really hard news when we found out that nobody was charged in the Breonna Taylor case and you know the crazy part about it is I told my husband, I was like, I knew this was going to happen. Like we knew, right? Even though you hoped that it would be different. Like I knew, I already knew it. Like I was like, if it was anybody else in that house, they, they would have been charged already. And we're, you know, and you know, the state's attorney or whatever and his speech. And I, like, I totally get what the law is, but I'm just like, how do you say that no one is at fault for someone who did not pull the trigger, who was just inside their house like that, those type of things make 
like living in America scary and it is stressful, you know, because you feel like now, like on all fronts, you as a, a black person at this point, male or female, like you do not feel valued. And um, it's a hard pill to swallow and a hard pill to be able to express to your kids or to just take as, you know, in, in any scenario it's just it's really really hard and so um you know I'm definitely praying for her family and I'm praying for every person involved um it's just it's tough man it's it's, it's really hard to see that and try to move forward right and so I was so grateful for all of the messages that I saw online of people saying that like it's okay to be angry and hurt, but also hopeful and, um, you know, keeping the faith and keeping prayed up because, you know, a lot of people have you to think you got to pick one or the other. And I think that, you know, just like this week has proven as devastating as that was like, that was, it was hard. Cause we like, like I said, it, it, it's hard, right. So just know that you put yourself in that position as that mother or that friend or that um, significant other. And just like, if this happens to my family member, like really, like that's how you feel. Um, and even in the midst of that, God is still showing up. God is still, you know, showing us in other ways that although these things have happened, like I still have you and I still have you covered and I'm still blessing you and I'm still here, but I want you to be able to do both. Right. So it's not like, again, it's not an either or it's not about choosing to just be angry at, at, about the whole situation. Or, you know, it's some people that's just like, you know, y'all need to, you know, people posting all this, you know, happy stuff on here or, you know, I'm like, you're going to have people saying all types of stuff, but I'm like, however you feel is how you feel and how you grieve and how you deal with stuff and how you handle news and all that other, you have, you got to keep your own peace. Right. So you gotta, you gotta do what, what, works best for you so um yeah that was this week it was a lot you know it was a lot of good things it was some you know not so good things but you know I'm hopeful that you know as we just kind of keep going forward that changes that need to be made will be made that you know um I'm this all you can be is hopeful that's that's just where I am and just prayed all the way up that's literally all I can do is just be prayed up right um because as we've been talking about it's control right so Two weeks ago, we talked about um, the first two ways to release control is acknowledging and understanding why you be trying to control everything. Um, Second thing was asking for help. Uh, The third thing is to go outside, you know, smell the roses, breathe some stuff in, just chill out, walk, do whatever it is you need to do. Um, The fourth thing we talked about was um, being grateful and just being um, showing, having gratitude for things that we don't normally have gratefulness for, right? Things that we just kind of pass over as like, oh, okay, yeah, that happened, but you know, and that's it. So we're going to talk about the last two things today. So the next thing is acknowledging God's grace. So that is super important because a lot of times we pass that over too, right? If you think about your life and you think about the things that you've been through or the things that you've, um, you, things you've gone through and the things you're going through, um, a lot of times we don't necessarily acknowledge God's grace in, in every aspect, right? Same thing with gratitude. We have a tendency to be like, oh, the big things, right? Like, thank you, Lord, for, you know, paying this bill. Thank you, Lord, for, you know, 
um, this new car, this new house or this new job or, you know, whatever, um, like the big things. Um, and I think it's the same thing with grace. Like when there's major things that we want God's grace for, when there's major things, we, we, we know those, right? Like we, we, we acknowledge the fact that he has, um, forgiven us for our sins. We acknowledge the fact that, you know, something that we, you know, probably wasn't right doing, you know, we all have those moments where you're like, uh, you know, I might, I might've not should have done that type thing. And you kind of get away with it or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, you don't necessarily, you, you, those are the things that you're like, yes. But when we're talking about acknowledging God's grace, I think about, especially like in this season right now, I think about this COVID season, right? And let's just use that specifically. I have to acknowledge God's grace every single day because it is only by his grace that we are still here. You know what I mean? Like we haven't been quarantined in the house the entire time. We've been out. We've gone to the park. We've gone, um, you know, to restaurants. We've traveled. We, you know, my husband went back to work. Like we've gone places. And those are the things that is like you can't see this this virus right you don't know where it is you don't know what you're gonna touch you don't but what we do is we put the same things into practice every single day and we wash our hands we make sure as soon as we come in the house we take the clothes off get in the shower you know you wiping down things you're doing all the things that are required you're doing the work right and so with that God is continued to give us grace and he's continued to um cover us and protect us throughout this time and so for me I think about that and I say I I know people who were directly affected by it you know and I think to myself that you know it's nothing but the grace of God that has kept my family it's nothing but the grace of God that has allowed us to be able to still be in the situation that we're in you know um even despite the fact that I'm out of work God has granted certain things to happen to allow us to be able to still sustained during this time and for us to be able to still be okay during this pandemic when we I think about things with my kids and situations that's happened with him and the grace that he has extended I think about how I told y'all the very first (laughs) very first episode you need to go back and listen to it we talk about this red cup and me leaving the classics and how I was driving down Suitland Parkway that was nothing but God's grace and protection that covered me throughout that whole ride knowing I was in the wrong like I was drizzunk right so knowing that his grace carried me all the way home and his grace follows me every single day and so when I think about that um like I said the gratitude and the grace go together I'm grateful for his grace I'm grateful for his mercy because if I really got what I was supposed to get based on how I was acting before I was a little more saved than I, you know, was before, like where I am right now, like how he continues to forgive me, how he continues to remind me of who I am and the fact that he has me like those type of things are the things that keep me, keep me going. Right. And in, in that I am acknowledging God's grace. I also have to give myself some grace, right? So I just said earlier how really hard I am on myself about this entrepreneurship journey because I wanted to be successful. And I'm also feeling like, you know, uh, I want my husband to feel like we made the right decision. And I want my kids to see that, you know, mommy is doing something, you know. Um, But I also have to give myself grace and knowing that 
it's going to take time. This don't happen overnight. And whatever my expectation is not God's plan. That is a whole nother thing. And so understanding that and acknowledging all of those things and singing God's grace and stuff stuff allows me to know that I'm not in control. Like I have no control over those things. If we think about even, like I said, even with this, um, the pandemic or using that in the example of the red cup in those situations, the one I was completely wrong. Like I should have gotten into an accident. Something should have happened, but by the grace of God, I did. not right during this whole quarantine in the midst of this pandemic, although we have been safe, there's people that I know that have been safe too. There's people that I know that who haven't left their house who have also, um, who have contracted the virus. So, Sometimes I you think about that and you realize that sometimes the choices that you make, it puts you into a certain situation. And sometimes you can do absolutely nothing. Either way, you have no control over what it is that God allows to happen and doesn't allow to happen. Right. And so trying to put so much effort into making things happen the way you want them to happen does not determine, always determine the outcome. Right. Because clearly both of those outcomes could have turned out differently. And so I'm I'm grateful for that. And just knowing that allows me to just keep going and continue to remind myself that like he is in control. There's nothing that you can do, Felicia, like literally, but nothing, nothing I can do that's going to change his grace, what he gives me and what his plan is for my life and for my family's life. The last thing which wraps all of this up is to release what you cannot control so what I thought was very interesting and I said this at the beginning of this series is that um during this COVID season you know the Lord brought to my 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 recollection um again the serenity prayer and the first thing is to God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and that is hard right because there's so many things that we don't even realize we can't change we literally think we can change anything we think we could change people's circumstances um laws outcomes all like we think we can change everything and the reality is, is there's some stuff we do not we can't right we just we cannot do that and so I think that when you look over your life and you realize what can I not control right so like for me I look at it as um I'll use this example in my marriage, right? Um, We both come into this marriage being um, individuals and we have our own minds, our own way of thinking, all of those things. Um, And I can say that (laughs) I came into it thinking, oh, I'm going to change the way he think when it comes to certain stuff and, you know, making some adjustments or whatever the case may be. And the reality is, is that I can't change a person. I cannot change my husband. I cannot make him change. I cannot for for, for better or for worse. If there's things that I like or I don't like, I cannot make him any different than who he is. He has control over that the same way he cannot control me. If it's something that I am like, yeah, I'm not doing that. You can't make me do anything that I don't want to do. You can't. And that I think that's the way we have to look at it. Like if I can't, if you, if, if you can't make me do anything differently, why do I think I can make you do anything differently? Even when it comes to our children, um, I had a, um, a conversation with uh, Salika Wood. I can't remember what episode it was, but I'll put it in the show notes. But when she talked about intentional parenting and one of the things that she said was releasing the control uh, and like have letting her kids have 
their own self-control right and understanding that they have their own like she cannot control them we can raise them we can influence them we have a responsibility to take care of them but we cannot control them because they are their own people god created us all equally i mean individually so who whatever he put in us we i don't know i barely know what's in me how in the world am i supposed to know what's in you and then try to change that for my own personal benefit right and so i think that what happens is is that there we have a tendency to think that because we can't control situations certain situations or everything um in my situation i felt like i can control everything we tend to try to put that pressure on other people and it's to me i'm learning is really not about the other things it's really about uh, not about the other situations or the other people it's really about us like the control issue the things that we are because we're trying to control people on the outside it has everything to do with us on the inside and things that are running amok inside of us um so to speak and so this part is super important because i think that what you have to do is you really need to think about what can you like in real life? What can you not control? Like you, there are certain things that you could list right now that you say, I can't control that. You know, you can't control it. Then the question is, why do I keep trying? Right. I can't control what time they turn, they, but they put on football. I can't control that. Can I control whether or not I watch it or not? I sure can, but I can't control that it comes on five one day, four the other day, nine another day, ESPN the other day. Like, you, I don't have any control over that. So I know that that was kind of like very vague, but this, you know, there's certain things in place that we, we, we don't have any control over that. We don't have, we don't have a say so. And we, and, and there's things that we try to, manipulate for our own benefit that causes us more stress when we do that because ultimately everything that is going to happen around us God already knows and he's already put a plan in so in reality you don't control nothing is nothing you have choices and you have free will but we don't have any control we don't have any control over things we have control over our actions how we respond to certain things how we um influence other people how we impact other people how we treat other people those are the only things that we have control over and so as i have you know gone through this with you all and kind of going through it with myself and just realizing that i need to release control of everything but me e like i said even when it comes to my kids i don't have any i don't have control over it and I don't necessarily you really don't want control over people like if we talk about people specifically you don't want control over people right because then you don't know if what they're giving you back is genuine like you you're like it's like you're a puppet like the old puppet master rather and you controlling them is like forcing them to do something that they don't necessarily want to do if they really or they just telling you they want to do it because they don't want to make you upset or they don't want to see a certain reaction out of you and um I don't I don't want to live like that no more I really don't I really want to I want to be free and I want the people around me to be free and I believe that we are our most genuine authentic self when you do not have those constraints you think about um how how people show up now 
on these Zoom calls for their work, when you're virtual, like when you are not, and when people are working from home, how they show up at home versus how they have to show up at work. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're home, you're free. You're in your space. You are free to be exactly who you are. You are comfortable, all of those things. When we go into controlled environments, we change, right? We, you know, we change the way we talk. We change the way our hair is. We change. And specifically, you know, African-Americans, we change how we show up because we, that, that environment is controlled and based on how we show up, sometimes determine, you know, whether we get a promotion or, you know, who's friends with you or whatever the case may be. But I use that example to say that when you're free, think about how much more productive you are. So imagine you being in a relationship with somebody where they feel controlled and they feel like they cannot truly be their authentic self around you because you're that controlling. I don't ever want anybody to feel like that ever again. And I know for a fact that because I have control issues and I'm, you know, I used to have control issues that because that I know that I've made people feel that way. So anybody who's listening, if, (laughs) if you felt controlled by me at any given time, I'm sorry, this is my apologies right now. Um, Because it's not a good feeling. I don't like feeling like I'm being controlled. And so, you know, I don't ever want to give that to anybody else. So Those things are the six steps that I looked at to see how we can really learn how to release control. So just to recap them all, it is acknowledging and understanding why you have a control issue and why you feel like you need to control everything. Asking for help um, at different times, whether you feel overwhelmed or really to just give people that space to be able to show up for you. Um, Go outside, get some fresh air, breathe in and out, you know, relax, relate, release. Um, being having a grateful heart and being grateful for all the things intentionally grateful for the things that are happening in your life Um, acknowledging God's grace and mercy over your life and the things that he has allowed to happen despite your control issues okay Um, and then releasing what you cannot control those six things I believe if we really put it into practice and we really try this thing and we really you know um, intentionally try to be better because that's what this journey is about right like when we think about slaying self-doubt you know everybody's oh I love the saying whatever whatever (laughs) me too sis me too but when I really talk about slaying self-doubt like what are those things that keep that hold us back what are those things that hold it? It's fear, it's it's doubts, it's insecurity, it's control, it is love, self-love, it is um unforgiveness. It's so many different things and there's so many different layers to this journey that I really want to start to now pick up pick apart those things and say, okay, how can we use this information to really slay ourselves out and to get to the point where we are walking in our purpose and again this is not meant for us to be perfect and for us to not have any issues and not to say that you ain't gonna still have some control things because I be trying it you know um but (laughs) it is really to just be intentional I think that once you're aware of certain things and it's out there you then have a choice you have a choice as to whether or not you want to be different or not so you know ultimately the choice is up to you guys um 
So thank y'all so much for continuing to be a part of this journey with me. Um, I would love for you to head on over to my website, www.feliciawallace.com. Um, when you go there, you can join to be a part of the Slant self Out family. You can shop the apparel line, get yourself a t-shirt. We got two new shirts out and we have some wristbands to just keep reminding you that you are not on this journey alone. Um, also, um, you can book a discovery call with me if you are feeling like, you know, you really want to get some one-on-one personal conversation time with me and just um, figure out like how do you even start this journey and also now when you go to the website you can go to books and you can get my book from Amazon if I had that little I would play that right now but you're gonna get that noise that's all you're gonna get Um, so thank y'all so much I really really do appreciate all your support all your love you guys are amazing Okay, so the serenity prayer goes, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Until next week, see ya. All right, y'all, that's all for this week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Until next week, see ya. My little brother's friends have been camped out at our place for two days straight. Three. It's because of the Xfinity 10G network. Internet that can handle a house full of screens at once with like basically no interruptions. And it's only getting faster. When I was their age, internet like this was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Please go home. Introducing the next generation 10G network only from Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas.